This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. This is a post-game edition. Saints 16, Titans 15. Wow! A season-opening win. What? Except, that's what I thought. Like, man, they finally won a season-opening game. And then I looked back and I realized the Saints have won their last five week one games. Which is crazy to me, because for some reason in my head, they always struggle in week one. But lo and behold, I look back and yes, they have won five in a row. Even last year when they were down, what, 16 in the fourth quarter? You know, 38 to three. They beat the, they beat the Bucks 20 to 10 uh, in that, that uh, t- no, I'm sorry, 30 to 20, I want to say. It was that 2020 game. It was that first Tom Brady game. I can't recall who it was before that, but they won it because this is their fifth consecutive week one victory. I think that is a franchise record, which is kind of crazy. But hey, however it works, they've been some weird week one games for the Saints. 38 to three in Jacksonville last year with that crazy comeback this year, 16 to 15. How how does that score even happen? Right. Uh, Well, it's with five field goals because the Titans kicked five field goals. Nick Folk, a guy who wasn't even on the roster until about three days ago. Uh, kicked five field goals uh, for the they won five for five. So good for Nick Folk. If you're the Titans, you're like, man, well, we, we found a kicker. Anyway, I'm Jeff Nowak. We're going to dive into the three down for the New Orleans Saints after their week one win. And and I think we all saw this coming, at least, you know, after the game. I, I was my my three things to watch post going in kind of projected this, which was, you know, are the lines ready? Is the offensive line ready? to take on what I would consider to be a top five defensive front. Jeffrey Simmons is a great defensive tackle. You know, if Aaron Donald didn't exist, we would be having an argument with like, okay, Jeffrey Simmons and like three other guys is like, who is the top defensive tackle in the league? He's very, very good. And it's just difficult to kind of gauge because he's technically an end in the three, four and whatever. But that is a very talented defensive front is very difficult to run against. And is very difficult to pass protect against, at least uh, to some extent, if you are Trevor Penning. And, you know, going in, we knew the he's basically a rookie, right? Like you can say he's a second year pro. He missed virtually his whole rookie season uh, with multiple injuries. He got one start at left tackle in that season finale, and then he hurt his foot. And then he missed a majority of the preseason, at least, you know, OTAs and minicamp. And he was out there for all of training camp. He played in the preseason. Uh, he didn't play in the finale, and that was what I was kind of concerned about. I was like, why not? Why, why isn't he playing in the preseason finale? Because from what I have seen, he's still a little raw. And I think that kind of played out today. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, I, I don't have the number right in front of me. Let's see. Derek Carr was sacked four times in this game. He was hit two, six, 
seven, eight times. Derek Carr was hit eight times. A majority of that was in the first half. And we saw Arden Key really giving him fits. And I think when you watch Trevor Penning, the physicality is never going to be an issue for him. You're not going to see him get bull rushed up into the line. He's a guy who I just think gets a little antsy. He gets a little antsy and sometimes he cheats too far outside and then he gets beat with a double move inside. He gets, you know, he, he doesn't step back quick enough. He's a little too shallow and then he gets beat to the outside. And I think the speed rushers in the NFL are going to give him a hard time. And that's what you saw with Arden Key. Arden Key is not really disguising anything. He's just going to go with speed and he's going to try to get around you. And Trevor just couldn't handle it, um, at least not in the first half. And, you know, one of the things I tweeted during this game is why are we not giving Trevor any help? And I think... You know, at a certain point, it's on the coaching because you know who this guy is. You know where he is developmentally, and you just got to not put him in positions to fail. And I think after after the first couple times, you got beat clean. <laughs> maybe maybe send someone over there to chip, right? And I think at halftime, you made some adjustments, and you came out in the second half, and he was able to protect a little better. You were able to create. You were able to generate time. Not necessarily a perfect pocket, but you were able to generate lanes for Derek Carr to at least step up through so that he was not getting blindsided by Arden Key the entire second half. And, you know, the offense kind of woke up a little bit. You saw a touchdown drive. You know, you saw time for Derek Carr to operate and take advantage of his weapons downfield. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of kind of be a week to week thing, right? You're going to have to get creative with Trevor Penning and how you send help to his side, how you adjust the protection so that he is not on an island because teams are going to attack him, especially after they saw this. <laughs> They're going to attack him. And, you know, I'm not I'm not out on Trevor Penning. The coaching staff isn't out on Trevor Penning. I assure you, they're not going to bench Trevor Penning. They're not going to go into week two and say, okay, we're moving James Hurst outside and we're starting Andres Pete. He's going to get his chance. He's a first-round pick. They're going to give him opportunities to develop. He needs to get better. And if you're wondering whether I'm making that up, here's what Dennis Allen had to say after the game. From Trevor Penning? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not concerned. Um, this guy's going to be a good player. Um, you got a young guy that's playing against a extremely good front. So uh, does he have to get better? Absolutely. Um, am I concerned? No. Um, I think we just keep our head down and keep going to work. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep getting better and we'll make our evaluations you know, when we get to the seat, end of the season, see where we're at. But um, I think this kid's going to be just fine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, and, and I mean, <laughs> hopefully you can get to the end of the season with Trevor Penning at left tackle and and be like, okay, this is where we make our evaluation in terms of next year and the year beyond. Hopefully you're not halfway through the season and like Derek Carr's getting murdered. How do we, can, we, can we afford to keep him in there? You're not, you're not at that point yet. Yes, the first half was rough. It's week one. Um, my, one of the things I always say is, you know, you're, no team is as good as they look on their best week or as bad as they look on their worst week 
And it's the same thing with week one. I mean, you saw the Saints go out there and beat the Packers 38-3 to week one. That Packers team went to the NFC Championship and the Saints missed the playoffs, right? So don't overreact to week one. You know, this is really the first game that you can look at and be like, okay, this is a competitive, actual live bullets game that Trevor Penning has had to survive. You, know, you can talk about week 18, that Panthers game. I felt like everyone was playing at half speed. I, I, I don't even know if that's that, that was closer to a preseason game than a regular season game. I think you're going to look at this film. You're going to work on it. And hopefully next week he can get better. But my, the problem is that, that Panthers defensive line always gives the Saints fits. What I will say is they have an extra day. It's a Monday night game. They have an extra day to, to, to work on this stuff. Hopefully, hopefully that that helps. But yeah, stock definitely down on Trevor. If you were going in hoping that he would star, that he would look great. My biggest issue was where was he in the run game? You know, I like that's kind of always been my thing is like he's not going to be the perfect pass protection left tackle, but he is supposed to be a mauler. He is supposed to create lanes. He is supposed to make life a lot easier on the running back. Didn't do that today. There was one play that he got whiffed, he whiffed and and got a, bl- a run blown up in the backfield <laughs> and it's just, yeah, you can't do that. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm not out on Trevor Penning, but my stock is definitely a little bit down and he's a guy who I need to see play better next week. Um, going forward again, there's not a ton. I don't have a ton of down players. I think that you actually saw this, this team perform pretty well and it was the offensive line failing that torpedoed a lot of very good things for this offense, you didn't see a ton of drops. You didn't, you know, <laughs> you did see one really bad interception that Derek Carr was asked about after the game. He said he was just being an idiot, that he was just frustrated and trying to make a hero throw. And he and he threw it right to the defensive back in a situation where the Saints could have kicked a field goal right before halftime to tie the game. And so they went down nine six. So, you know, he he he. Yeah, it was exactly what you thought it was. It was just a dumb throw at a bad moment. Um, but, you know, you didn't you didn't see that. Every uh, like across the board, you saw it in spurts. But one guy, I I am a little down on in terms of you know if you I was kind of hoping to see a big Jamal Williams game today, and you didn't get it. You know, and it, it's kind of harsh on Jamal. I don't think Jamal was put in a great situation. The offensive line in general, you know, we can talk about Trevor Penning. I was disappointed in every that the entire offensive line. Eric McCoy, I thought had a rough day. He had at least one penalty. He got beat for a sack. You know, he didn't open holes in the run game. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, you know, I, I didn't see anything terrible, but he wasn't really doing much in the run game. James Hurst, same thing. Ryan Ramchick, same thing. And Jamal Williams, you know, I think he ended up with, what, 45 yards on 18 carries. You know, <laughs> it's about a 2.5 average in that 11-yard run that actually brought that average up came at the end of the game, that that run that iced the game. And, you know, he, he he's a gamer. You know, he did what he was asked to do. I don't think he enjoyed that game very much. I think that was a very frustrating game for him. There were no holes to run through. It wasn't like he was missing lanes. There were no lanes. And, you know, some running backs are a little slippier, a little more slippery and can maybe sneak through these tiny crevices that the Saints offensive line was generating. Jamal's not that guy. Jamal is a bruiser. And you need to create some lanes for him to run through or at least get him a point where he can get up ahead of steam and run through a guy and that just didn't exist. You couldn't get it done. And so that's not just on Jamal. That is on the offensive line. The, the, the big criticism I have for Jamal is when, when you 
get a first down and you're going to ice the game. That ball can't get punched out, dude. You cannot allow that ball to get punched out. And that is what happened on that last play. Thankfully, it bounced back to him when he was able to keep it. But it's not, you know, it wasn't the banner Jamal Williams day. He'll have better days, but it wasn't the banner Jamal Williams day I was hoping for. So in the sense that we've kind of now have an idea of just how much of a struggle it'll be to run the ball without Alvin Kamara, the stock is down a little bit on, on Jamal in the run game. I was disappointed we didn't see more Tony Jones. I, I would have liked to see more of a change up there. Hopefully next week we can get Kendra Miller back and maybe that will help grease the skids in terms of you have a guy who can do some more things. They really didn't use Jamal in the passing game at all. That surprised me. I thought you'd have at least four or five targets to him. He had two catches and neither was very inspiring. So, you know, that's something that maybe next week if they have Kendra out there, they can use him more in the passing game and just open things up. The Panthers aren't going to be nearly as stout against the run. They are going to have a good pass rush. uh, So that'll be something to watch. The last player on my stock down. And again, you know, this is scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it's Keith Kirkwood. And it's all about one play because it's a play you cannot have, which is late in the game. You are trying to ice the clock. You are trying to burn the clock and you have a great play call. You do an end around to Rashid Shahid. You get a first down and it's an, it's an offensive hold on the wide receiver downfield. And you just can't do that, man. If you're a veteran player, you are on this team because you are expected to not make dumb plays like that, right? Like you could have a, if, if you want a, a rookie to show up and do stupid stuff, have a rookie. You don't have the veteran around because <laughs> you're expecting him to to make these dumb plays at big moments. And that was what that was. And so, you know, I thought that going throughout the entire preseason, I was really impressed with his consistency, with his maturity. And, you know, that's the moment where you're like, man, this is where we need you. You're here because you can block and because you can do stuff like that and you can be trusted. It's like when Mark Ingram showed up last year and started fumbling. It's like, dude, the only reason you're here is because we we don't. We think, thought you're not going to do that. So, you know, stock is a little bit down there. I still think he's going to be. He's going to own it. He's going to get better. Um, but that was a that was a rough play for him. But hey, it set up a really cool Rashid moment. So maybe it was a it was a blessing in disguise. But I mean, that's that's about it. You know, if there's any other stock down players, throw them in the comments, and we can get to them in the in the mailbag. If you have anybody that you thought you know had a particularly rough day, but you know, again, yeah, I'm going to go through the film tomorrow and I'll get a closer look at some of these plays. I just. I feel like, you know, from the there was a couple rough penalties on the defensive backs, right? That that defensive hold on Paulson was rough. I think Marcus May had a pass interference. But even the even these plays were like, meh, you know, they they were close calls. Like I just think across the board this was a very well played game um, on both sides. And you know, when when you have a game with margins that tight, you need that. And that then the team that played better won that game. And uh, and that's what we had. But all right, let's wrap that up. We're going to come back. We're going to get into a mailbag. If you have any other questions, throw them in there. I'm going to hit the break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to dive into the Saints-Titans mailbag. Saints 16, Titans 15. Saints 1-0. Yeah. This is Inside Black and Gold. <laughs> 